Welcome back to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones. Today's episode is brought to you by the Prehab Plus program, a monthly program that is used to supplement your existing program that helps improve your back squats, your deadlifts, and your running time. This program includes a month-long generalized mobility and flexibility program used for all levels of athletes nutritional tips, and a free Facebook group that allows you to be a part of a community to ask questions and to chat with me, Dr. D, about any question that you may have. So head on over to highimpactpt.com and click on the Prehab Plus program. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Dimer Jones here. Um, I have two guests with me today, which is the first time for the podcast, but they're a duo. They're literally the match fit duo, right? Uh, match fit performance duo, Rena and Erwin. Uh, you know, they, they are definitely don't just subscribe to the traditional and they walk their own path. Thank you all for coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So right before we hopped on, uh, reading on down the bio of Max Period Performance, he sa- uh, it says, only the serious need to inquire. Please tell me about what the heck does that mean? Uh, so long story short, and you can, if you want, if you want us to elaborate, we can definitely elaborate, but, yeah. um, well, where do I even start with that? Uh, the... <laughs> Ultimately, when we decided to develop our own specific brand, it led us down this road of who our ideal client is. Um, And knowing you and following you on social media, you work with a lot of high-level athletes or even people that are very dedicated to their activities. It's not just CrossFit, because I know you work out of a CrossFit gym primarily. Uh, And so for us, the best we found that our best clients and our favorite clients, the ones that we really enjoy working with are the ones that are very dedicated to their craft. So it basically boiled down to that. If we could boil a lot of our ethos down to who we ideally wanted to treat, it's only the serious need apply. Because if our clients come in and they're dedicated to what they want to do and they are hell bent on getting back to, you know, their favorite activity, whether or not it's lifting, uh, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, uh, running, you know, running 10Ks, half marathons, uh, if they're willing to listen to us and they're willing to put the work in, those are our favorite clients that we love to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I would second that. And uh, Rena, feel free to jump in on, on that too. But I second that. Like I, I had a meeting with someone, potential referral source. He said, who is like your ideal client? I literally just said someone who's motivated, <laughs> like just send them to me, right? Like someone who's motivated to do the work um, because in this model, I can't see you three times a week. I can't beg you to do your HEP. I can't beg you to have the outcomes and like care more than I do. So, you know, I oftentimes say, Hey, look, someone who's motivated, I don't, you know, in, inherently right now, that's a lot of cross That's a lot of triathlon. That's a lot of like athletes more or less. But, you know, those individuals that are motivated to pick up their son again, people that are motivated to run their first, uh, you know, half a marathon or, you know, just just walk a 5K, um, I definitely second that for sure. Yeah, serious, only a five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah for sure. So let's take a step back. I really just wanted to ask about that because it was in you all's bio. Let's take a step back and, and let's talk about the, the physio duo that is right in front of me. How did you all meet? 
um, you know, talk about a little bit about that whole thing and then talk about the early parts of match fit, uh, match fit performance. Sure. So we met in school. We both went to NYU for our doctoral degrees. Erwin was a year ahead of me in school. And uh, we, as Erwin was getting ready to graduate and while I was in, like getting towards the end of my second year, at that point I had also started doing CrossFit uh, and just noticed that the lack of resources for that population, like at least the West Coast, they had Kelly Starrett, everybody was into becoming a supple leopard, mobility wad, but at the time there really wasn't that kind of person here in New York City. So as Erwin was jumping off and getting ready to graduate, I said, listen, it's been really awesome being part of this CrossFit community. People know I'm in physical therapy school. They're asking me questions. They want to know more about how they can increase their longevity in the sport. Let's start reaching out to some CrossFit gyms. And Erwin, once he graduated, did just that. He made, he made a list of all the CrossFit gyms in New York City. At that time, there were maybe 15. And it was, Erwin could definitely elaborate on this more, but it was a crash, crash course in pitching because you can't just go into a CrossFit gym and be like, I'm a physical therapist. You need me. Get me on your staff. And people are like, uh, bye, show you the door. What yeah. are you doing here? What are you, what, what is your goal? Like, so, um, towards the end, he, he got really good at pitching in the sense of, you know, you're, you're trying to solve a problem for these gyms. And what is that problem? So it could be like, you know, if injury rates are high and um, membership is kind of in flux because these people, when they're injured, they feel like they can't train. So they put their membership on hold and potentially don't come back. So, um, so one of the pitches was we can help your members train uh, and modify and be pain free, but still also solve the injury problem. And um, so we ended up with two facilities who were down with that, and we're still with them to this day. So that was back in 2013 when Erwin went and reached out to Wow. Yep. So to this day, we are still with those two CrossFit gyms. So one is CrossFit Dynamics out in Astoria, and then the other one is CrossFit Concrete Jungle. They're on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. They also have a location up in the Bronx. So um, they've been really good to us and, um, being really supportive of what we're doing and it's just, it's been a very exciting ride since then. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was that, like, I, like, I just assumed that you are like two, three years out. I mean, I got pretty young looking faces. and stuff. Like, <laughs> these are 2013, 2013, like I had just graduated like high school, like half a year earlier than that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's been a process. It's been a process through, um, like Rena basically touched on the the iceberg of what we went through in terms of developing our business model and, you know, figuring out what our bet what we thought our best business model would be. And it's also currently now we're in the process of reevaluating in, in in a little in a, a little bit of an evolution. Uh, right now. So originally we did, you know, this market appraisal in the New York City area where, oh, maybe we could. Um, so our original goal was minimizing overhead, trying to get into CrossFit gyms to do the Kelly Surrett thing in order to yeah. start our practice. Um, we've taken that and we've expanded in the sense that 
New York City is a very unique market because there are so many places that have that it enable independent trainers to utilize space and pay per hour as opposed to pay paying for a whole facility. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, New York City is super unique because real estate is expensive per square per square foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous. Is which is which <laughs> is actually very ridiculous. But um, on top of that, it's like you know. Uh, people that are listening to this podcast in the sense of that are thinking about developing their own space. Like there's so much that goes into that logistical process behind um, square footage, like actual rent for square footage. And then if you're looking to build, um, if you're looking to have a strength and conditioning facility, so having the appropriate equipment is obviously expensive. The right flooring. The right flooring, especially in New York City, because the population density is so big. Um, you'll have apartment buildings and stores and restaurants literally in very close proximity to each other. So dropping 225 pounds during a peak hour, like, you know, anywhere from like 7 to 9 a.m., people are getting up. People are, you know, operating their businesses and having that having that occur very frequently um, is has been a big issue, here, especially here in New York City. Uh, there's a CrossFit space called Brick that is facing legal action and is always in legal action because they didn't prepare their facilities adequately because they didn't get the right amount of flooring. So they would consistently get complaints and all these things. So it's almost, it's very hard to develop a very efficient strength and conditioning facility, which is one of our goals. Um, so we, the best way for us to get around that was, okay, well, let's talk to these CrossFit gyms. Let's talk to spaces where we can rent space out of um, per hour. And then it's evolved into this concierge practice where we work with clients for 60 to 90 minutes, depending on what, you know, the complexity of whatever's going on and giving that quality care and staying in touch with our clients. Cause our goal is not to see everybody in the New York city area. Our goal is to work with those serious athletes and make sure that they get the care that they deserve. Um, so like speaking of our ideal client, like we fleshed out this whole this whole process of, you know, what has their experience been in the healthcare industry? And most of our clients uh, that have come to see us are ones that, oh, I've been to physical therapy. Uh, I didn't have a good experience. I have done stuff in PT for like, you know, I've gone three times a week and all I got was massage and they told me to do exercises on my own. And they gave me a red hair band. They gave me a band. And like, I, I did exercises by myself and I stopped going to PT because I could do the stuff on my own or I wasn't getting better. So for us, it's a challenge that we gladly will take on in the sense of we're not your traditional physical therapist. Um, we're going to give you much more care than you got with that than you got in network, which is you know, another whole topic in itself, obviously. Um, but we'll give you the care that you deserve. And so we like end up winning a lot of these, these our clients over by showing them that there's a completely different side to physical therapy slash uh, like not even calling it physical therapy, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, for sure. Like the first thing I start off with, like I'll say I'm Dr. Darren Jones, blah, blah, physical therapist, fitness coach. But like, I quickly move away from that to talk about everything else that comes with that. Like, I'm sure that you all do the same. Like, yeah, we have this degree that we paid all this money for, but right. we're rehab coaches primarily. We're, we're like this yep. surface, you know, primarily we're like 
not your average PT clinic. Like, I quickly go to that as fast as I can. Like, I'll ask, like, hey, you know, what did PT look like? And like you said, it's red TheraBand. It's, you know, laying on the floor as modality. Someone asked me before, like, you know, I just seen her this morning. And the first thing she asked, like, yeah, like, you have that little machine type thing? I'm like, nope, don't have that. You'll be <laughs> moving around. <laughs> yeah. so, and, like, you know, I think she appreciate that because she's a CrossFit athlete. She likes to move. So it's like, oh, great. You know, like, you know, not only are you a coach, but you get to combine, like, kind of that rehab side of it, which is pretty awesome. And then not being the same. Oh, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've actually, um, there's a whole story behind this, too, but we've opted for when people ask us what we do, like mm -hmm. if we're in a networking event or if we're meeting people for the first time. Um, we actually say that we're, we go either rehab coach or sports performance coach Yeah. because once you, we, and I'm sure you've, ex you kind of experienced this too, based on what you just told us, but you mentioned physical therapy and people are like, Oh, insurance, modalities, <laughs> massage, yeah. bands, like yeah. all that stuff. And we're, we're trying to move away from that and just, you know, getting people aware that the, if you if you went to physical therapy for 12 whole weeks and you were still on TheraBands, somebody was not doing right by you. Yeah. And if you're, if you're going three times a week for 12 weeks and you've seen absolutely no improvement, somebody's not doing right by you. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a lot of, and when you invited me to come onto the podcast, I had a very, <laughs> very nice rant on Facebook about, about some stuff going on in the healthcare industry, but it's, it's got to change and we're, we're starting to speak up a little bit more about it. So. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's, it's necessary. Right. So I, you know, I, I almost like didn't even go all the way through with PT because I realized I was like, Oh, traditional PT is not where I want to be. At. And like people such as you all and, K-Star and a, a insert whatever kind of, you know, rehab coach or like physical therapist plus strength and conditioning. Like you all made me stay in this because I realized what, oh, I do belong because traditional PT just wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew that it wasn't going to work and I knew that it was just flat out boring. <laughs> like it just was boring. Like it was like, I do not want to do what, you know, one of my mentors was doing with work 40 hours a week. You know, they come in, everybody get heat and stem. You know, the evals are super, like, okay, okay, okay. He'll get up, walk away, grab some heat and pads, and I love this guy to death. Grab some heat and pads, grab some stem. I slap it on there. I turn it up. I lay them down. Then I'll check on them every 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And basically it's like that. But, no, I mean, <laughs> like, I did not want that at all. So um, yeah. I'm happy, again, to see that, you know, that you all exist. You all have been living here since 2013. I, I, well, I mean, geez, so, I mean, this this form of physical therapy or this form of uh, rehab or this form of conditioning has is, is pretty darn awesome. I'm trying to kill some time while I pull up your your rant that <laughs> 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 you mentioned, uh, which, which, which oh, again, made me reach out to you. And I didn't even know that y'all two were the match fit performance team i didn't even know that i was like hold on i gotta get both of you all on here <laughs> i gotta get both of you all on here oh geez your, your page is not loading um as i wait for that to kind of load up a little bit let's 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 dive yeah. a little bit into um and in, in, into the business aspect of it because uh, you all been doing this since 2013 so obviously you're doing something right both of y'all look happy and healthy so obviously you're definitely getting your meals in and uh, don't look too stressed 
but you know, as someone who's just coming out and, and, and learning all this marketing stuff and learning, you know, how to exactly to approach the conversation of, you know, do you take my insurance and are like, you know, the, the kind of the, the stigma behind physical therapy, what are like one or two or maybe three or maybe 10 things that you have, <laughs> that, 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 that you all have found that have worked for, for you all for that initial conversation? Because if we can get people to buy in that initial conversation, the whole, oh, I don't have enough money or the kind of, oh, I've done this before or I think I'm going to go with my insurance becomes, you know, less. And that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm running, like, you know, I get some really good hits by talking, but sometimes I think I don't quite hit the mark. So what, so, so what are some things that you all have found that really hit the mark? Um, so with, yeah, the, I could go, I could go 10 plus. Um, <laughs> How about three? How about three? I don't want to give away all your secrets. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this isn't stuff that's like trade secret. This is right. stuff combined with like Paul Guff and Aaron LeBauer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually putting together our own branding platform to help physios and healthcare professionals build their own brand, which could potentially lead into building their own practice. But um, understanding a lot of the uh, understanding. So everybody talks about living their best life. Um, understanding the factors that are playing into your client, your potential client's worst life. So like, uh, I don't like this term, but, uh, especially with all of the nocebo and pain science, but pain points essentially for your clients. So understanding and being able to empathize with what their pain points are. I'm trying to think of a better term for that. I don't really like it, but so it's their health. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, they're hell. Like, so, uh, you know, for example, you know, working with CrossFit athletes, somebody comes in with, you know, anterior shoulder pain, they can't do any pressing motions, they can't do push-ups, um, and being able to empathize with them, like, not just clinically and explain to them what's going on, but also say, this is going to, like, I understand that this is affecting your ability to do this, this, and this. Yeah. I can provide you with this solution. Um and so that's usually, that's like almost 50% of the battle, like getting them to understand that you can provide value to them by treating them right. um, and giving them the tools to, to help them fix themselves. Cause we don't fix anybody. Everybody just fix, they fix themselves, their body. We're just accelerating, not accelerating, but we're helping the healing process. We're facilitating yeah. the healing process. Um, but uh, the insurance issue um, is something that you need to, most people or most practitioners need to resolve on their own, especially with what their business model is. So um, if you want to go in, if you really decide that you are in a, in a market or you are deciding to focus on in-network, own it. Um, yeah. You know, I take insurance. I don't take insurance. Uh, and this is why I don't take insurance. Yeah. So, you know, having that discussion and being really, comfortable i guess yeah. like being like owning owning that hat in the sense of this is why i don't take insurance if you go in network and not that you're trashing in network practices um that's another story uh but like the you're not trashing your network practices but somebody in network is not going to be able to spend the same amount of time as they would spend with you out of network out of pocket um and so most people like, you know, for part of that, how we address that is uh, the brand branding is, is number one, right? So when they get 
when they understand what you're about, and I, I saw your recent posts about your why, like, you know, understanding the fact that you're running your own practice or your own business, um, trying to do 100% right by the client, being transparent, um, and, you know, sticking to your guns in the sense of this is the value that you're going to get. Right. So if you pay me, you know, if you pay me X, we go out of net with out of network insurance. Um, having that confidence is going to have them, it's going to give more confidence in you. They're going to put more confidence in you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Raina, uh, Raina, uh, did uh, you want to say anything? anything? So I, I would say, I get, like it, ha it definitely has a lot to do with confidence. It has to do a lot with being comfortable talking about those things. And it just, a lot of those conversations just have to come from a place of authenticity. Mm -hmm. And everybody talks about it when people talk about posting on social media and how to market yourself. They always say, you know, be authentic, be yourself. And a big thing that I struggled with, Erwin struggled with, and when we see a lot of people who start, who start toying with the idea of going into their own practice, they kind of have this mindset where they don't think people want to listen to them or they don't think what they have to say is important or they they're fearful of what other people think uh -huh. and i i've been i've been working with a business coach for a couple months now and a lot of my fears when we were starting our practice was based around those thoughts and uh i'm in a coaching group and one of the people in my group brought up a really good point and she said you're like, just remember that your target is not everybody. Your target is that one person that wants to work with you. Yeah. And oh yeah. You can reach when you can reach that person. Everybody else doesn't matter. What they think of you doesn't matter. You're never going to please everybody. What you like, not everybody's going to agree with you. So since I've been kind of working on that mindset for myself, a lot of things have I've been speaking out on. So that one conversation that I, I kind of touched on on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, talking about having the insurance conversation with people, like it's in your, as a healthcare practitioner, and I've met so many people who don't really know how to explain the insurance process and how it works. But understanding that as a healthcare provider is actually a very, very powerful tool because you can tell people like, listen, if you go to this, um, to X practice, mm -hmm. and I can tell you this because I <laughs> there, yep. and you can look at your explanation of benefits and they're billing out a ridiculous amount of money for what? And then, yep. you know, people, people think about it and they're like, oh shoot, you're right. Like, why am I going to this place? Yep. They're billing out this amount of money when I could be seeing you for maybe a little less and, um, and get, a whole hour, sometimes more, depending on what we're working on that day. I get to follow up with them multiple times a week. Um, anytime they have an issue, they can contact me and I'm not like, oh God, I'm, I'm swamped with 20 patients and I don't have time to answer this email. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I, we've created an environment where we can focus on the people that we're trying to take care of. And that's, that's, like, that's why everybody gets into this profession in the first place is to help people. So yeah, not get burned out. and not get, yeah, not get burned out with <laughs> not get burned out, burned out, and then be able to work out at one o'clock in the afternoon. No, I'm kidding. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's, 
how yeah. crazy is that statistic where it's, you know, with in our profession where the average lifetime of a physical therapist is four to five years. And then what do they go on doing? Yeah. Like, so, you know, we're spending in most, in most cases, if you're going to a private school, you're spending a ton of money, maybe six plus digits in debt. Yeah. Um, you know, like, yeah, try it. Hands yeah. Up. Yeah. Um, so like, especially with that, it's like what, you know, we almost kind of get into this profession, like looking to help people. And then when people get out, they're like, they feel like they're straddled slash strangled by this debt. And they're like, Oh, how do I get out of this? Well, I'm going to try and make as much money as possible. Yep. And then burning out. Um, but to go back to another point that I was, uh, when Rena was talking about, um, this is a very Jerry, Jerry Durham thing. Um, setting expectations is so important. Yep. And I, that's what happens when, uh, you know, if you can officially or efficiently set your expectations, and in my opinion, I think it's branding that sets those expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, in order to help you get over that hurdle of, oh, do you take my insurance or do you go through insurance or um, you're too much? Because, so, side story, um, we started officially as of let officially as of last year it's almost been like six months a year and six months year and a half so we incorporated a year and a half ago officially so um but we only started full-time with MatchFit as of this year this year so oh. um the the prep we started so when i started my side hustle at practicing in 2013 i was charging like 90 bucks like 100 bucks and so you know there comes a point when you start seeing clients for a cash pay or out of network where your value for your time, obviously it becomes much more valuable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 90 is like, okay, that's cool. Like I saw two clients at 90 bucks. That's like grocery money and like going out to dinner once. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we the rate went up to like 100, 120, 150, 175, 200, 250. Um, at that time, so that was two years ago ish, we had established the brand a little bit. Um, and we, we had helped, we got help to put together our website, um, which was nice. Uh, when we did these, like, when we did a little bit of like a peer review, we sent it to our ideal clients. We we're like, what do you think of our website? You know, what vibes do you get? Uh, and this was when I was starting to learn about branding and putting together a brand where, they were like, oh, it's nice. Like it's, you know, it looks like every other physical therapy website. It's clean. It gives the information that I need. And then all of a sudden we're billing 250 and then we decided to make the jump to, to billing 300. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks, Chris Johnson, Zarin PT. Shout out to Zarin PT. Hey. Um, who told me that uh, mo if you're charging cash in New York City, you shouldn't be charging less than 300. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, oh, not he. Uh, clients were having trouble getting wrapping their mind around a, a $50, a $50 swing. And so what we did was, uh, we were having all of those conversations with, Oh, I think you're too expensive. I don't have the finances for this. Um, you, you know, the, I'd rather go through in network insurance. And we were like, okay, there's, there's clearly a hurdle that we need to overcome. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we went this whole basic basically branding overhaul. We changed our website to the website that you see now. Um, and, you know, we had this basically life-changing conversation with, uh, with this book author that was dealing with chronic pain. 
uh, and his experience in short was I've worked with physical therapists and I've had terrible experiences and, I was, and we were like, Oh, I'm sorry. And he goes, well, that's fine because there's good and bad physios. Yeah. So his following statement was, yeah, you're basically just overeducated and overpaid personal trainers. Ooh. Like, <gasps> yeah, both of, our faces, both of our faces were like, oh my God, why? And so, you know, I initial, the initial reaction was like, both of us were like, offended. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes, and he puts his hand up, he goes, don't take it as offense. He's like, maybe you need to own it. And so the, this whole swing in terms of the way that we changed our branding was that maybe we need to... <laughs> uh, we need to kind of don a different hat or even don the wolf's clothing per se. So especially with uh, the way that the healthcare industry is moving, um, there is so much where the healthcare industry is going from rehab to strength and conditioning and oh, then yeah. you have fitness that's going back into healthcare and, and rehab. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's things like FRC, there's things like, um, what, what's the other thing? Uh, there's FRC, there's Mayo Detox, there's um, manual activation techniques, there's right. stretch therapy, and and you know a personal trainer that has like an NASM cert can go take a weekend course and say, oh, I offer fascial stretch therapy, yeah. um, versus us where we go to school for three years, we have a very solid grasp of you know biomechanics, anatomy, and physiology. And we're having trouble getting people to pay cash services when they'll gladly pay a personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as this cert, the same, the more out of, uh, out of pocket. Yes. Yeah. The, it turned into this thing where we're both strength and strength and conditioning specialists. So why can't we wear the strength and conditioning specialist hat <laughs> and also be rehab specialists? So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, so that's where, that's what, that's what the whole, uh, where the branding took us in the sense that, you know, we're good, not just at rehab, we're good at getting you back to playing your sport and or, um, you know, playing your sport or returning to activity. And I think we're very threatened as physical therapists by personal trainers, but I think it all boils down to setting those expectations with your brand, but also offering a good product, being a good yeah. fit, you know, um, because if we offer a good product, there's no reason that people should see us for, for rehab. Yeah, or or a performance or whatever, insert whatever else you do. <laughs> I mean, it's simple that. Like, hey, like if you're the best coach, say let the best coach win. If you want to, they want to. Hey, like I want to pay you three hundred bucks for a personal training or wellness visit. Hey, come right on in. We'll take you too. So yeah, I mean, all in, insert whatever you do, and and like if you look at my list of services, people are like, oh, you offer more than just you know PT. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, just yeah. price, I'll give you whatever you want. You know, you just take it, whatever I feel comfortable in order to give. But yeah, I mean, you all just laid so much value, and like you said, like none of this stuff, you know, like you know, depending on where someone's at in their career, like oh, you know, I may have heard this, I may have heard this, but to reiterate it again and over and over again, like you are what you say you are, like you're worth whatever, like people are willing to you know pay you, like and then if you say you're worth, yeah. like you said, ninety bucks. All right, there's 90, swipe. If you say you were 300, they're like, okay, swipe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you know. They're like, I'm going to swipe this and I'm going to freaking put the work in because. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, there's the money value where, yeah. where people, where clients are like, oh, that's too expensive. Yeah. But I mean, just like a brand value, 
uh, or just like a brand, you're not going to walk into an Audi dealership or a BMW dealership and you're going to say, oh, that M5, I don't think is worth like $80,000. I'll pay you 15 grand, like 15 grand for it. They'll yeah. laugh you out of the store. <laughs> yeah. why, why are we underselling ourselves as physios when we know we offer a good product mm -hmm. and you're, and you'll say, Oh, well, I'd rather pay $30 to the lowest bidder. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, which is fine. Like that's, yeah. that's what you need and that's yeah. what you want. You'll yeah. get $30 of physio. But if you want $300 worth for your 60 to 90 minutes, where you're, where you're, where your team. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a funny story. And they're like, I know that this is you all's podcast, but I have to sell you this story, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had someone that, 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 that contacted me, right? And said, hey, I'm looking at your services. I heard exactly what you're doing. I think you're the right person for me, right? I said, okay, great. Let's get you set up. Eval is supposed to be today. So then they called me on Wednesday. I'm, I'm sitting there chilling, laying in the dark. I may or may not have been taking a nap, but that's beyond the point, right? I'm going to take a nap. She calls me up and said, hey, I know that you, um, I know that was to call you before 48 hours. I think I'm in that 48 hour window. Um, I got all your stuff. I'll be excited to work with you, but I think I'm going to go um, and network or you'll use my insurance. I said, okay. Uh, I said, I said, okay. Um, what else do you like you need from me? Like I'll like recommend you to this place or this place. Um, I heard they have some really great physical therapists there, so on and so forth. Um, I recommend you to go to this place, living in like this town here. I heard they have some really good therapists. I proceed to hang up the phone call and, and proceed to take my nap again, okay? All that being said, it was because really what happened was is that I, don't, um, I didn't find no offense to what she was saying. But based on her, our conversation previously, you know, were we the best match? Probably, probably not, to be honest with you. Probably not. So when she called me up and, and, and told me that, the reason why I didn't take personal offense to it, it was like, well, we weren't a perfect match to begin with. So for me, it was all about, I started kind of wrapping my head, okay, branding, more branding, more branding. Like, because, you know, whenever I said my price, whenever I said exactly what I do, it didn't quite click. Like, oh, he's a rehab coach. Oh, he's a, you know, he's a physical therapist. He's a CrossFit coach. None of that aligned with her true values. So yeah. it was like, oh, okay, now I really have to brand. And, and, and she was, um, she was out to me based on a referral source. But I was like, oh, I need to go back to that referral source and say, hey, look, these like here i know we had this conversation but i need you to reiterate the fact that these are the people i really really that are successful in my model like these are the people that are really successful in my model and people that you know call you up two days before and say oh no i don't want to work with you okay let's you know again let me push that out and and then let the referral sources let everyone else know like hey this is what i do own this like this is who i am like own this like i'm a crossfit oh, coach. yeah who went to PT school, okay? Like, you know, I can, like, I will, we'll talk about the gambit of stuff. We'll talk about pain science. We'll talk about strength and conditioning. Like, I'll teach you some stuff to get you ready for your warm-up. Like, I teach it to my class all the time. Like, like here's some stuff to get you ready for. Like, dang, I feel better warm-up. Cool, let's, let's load that sucker up. So, no, I mean, like, you know, like you all were talking about branding and, and, and kind of owning that. I didn't find no offense to that conversation at all. I said, okay, great, cool. We, we, yeah. we, we probably would not have been a good match based on her symptoms anyways. I'm yeah. just so young in my kind of my, my, uh, my, my marketing and my, you know, my, uh, my business. I'm like, okay, anyone who who's comes to the door, you know, I'm going to accept them for right now. But like, I learned more and more about, you know, um, you know just, just sticking to my guns and, and marketing to who I believe will be successful. If it yeah. makes you feel any better, yeah. we had a huge, we had a huge slump earlier this year. Uh-huh. 
And like, I've been practicing for almost five years. And I was like, what are we doing wrong? Like, what, how is this, you know, yeah. maybe we need to, I was like this close to hitting the panic button. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If we need to retweak, we need to retweak our branding. We need to tweak our model. Like, mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's very like you're, yeah, like you said, you're still early in the process. Yeah. It's okay to feel, and it's good that you have that mindset. Yeah. Because, um, I, especially with, again, like it comes back to confidence. It comes back to your branding and setting those expectations. It comes to, uh, your mindset in the sense of like not stressing out because everything is this is super cliche but like all of those ideal clients are going to find you yeah and then that that money is going to find you because there's nothing wrong with money right at the end of right. the day money helps us get shit done uh, <laughs> French. so like yeah. it, it's you know the finding the right clients and feeling okay with that and then you did the right thing on, on the client by saying hey okay, you want to go network? These are my colleagues. I know these people. They're really good for you. If you have questions, reach out to me. And that's yep. part of that user experience, that like that good product that you offer because they're going to remember the fact that, oh, well, uh, yeah, like you weren't chasing me on the phone and like saying, oh, well, you know, I'll offer you a discount because I've done that and it, <laughs> it never works. It never works. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I've, done, I've done it. I did it earlier on in my career where I was like, okay, well, how about we try this reduced rate and we'll see how it goes. And like Gosh, at that point, it's, wait, wait, wait a minute. why didn't you give me that the first time? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, you know, it ends up, you end up devaluing yourself, you end up compromising. And then when everybody ends up compromising and like, not that compromising is bad, but when you like give too much and they're expecting diff this different amount, that's when all of these miscommunications happen. And, you know, people feel devalued, which is not great for relationships just in general, right? So yeah, yeah, no, no. And you know, I, I'm actually going up like, so at first, when I first started, I had offered a, a, a rate for membership for gym, the people I coach at and like separate people. So then whenever I set up my second location, uh, I asked the gym to deal like they want me to do that. And she had to tell me and she has no like she has some marketing experience. She obviously across the like, Nope. Uh, nope, we, we, we don't want that. Don't devalue yourself because you're bringing a premium service. And I was like, you're right. Not everyone's paying the same price. <laughs> so I was, like, no, I was like, nope, not everyone's paying the same price. So it took like, someone basically saying like, oh, no, you, you're, you, will, you will make me more than enough money. So, no, so like, basically don't devalue that, that your service, even if it's for the members. I was like, Oh, thanks. I like thank you. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but for sure. Then then also I like nope. Everyone across the board is paying the same amount. So you know, yeah. I, I mean, because they don't get anything different from me than what someone who's coming in that's not a member gets. So I was like, wait a minute. They get full blown me. Like obviously there is some inherent. Um, you know, I know them a little bit more. Like I can kind of stay on top of them a little bit more. But that should be even more of a reason why. Because like not only am I coaching you at this, you know, couple bucks an hour. That's you know, that's you know, that's not necessarily match with my one-to-one -one services as far as the PT, but also too, now all of a sudden we get them do like little mini PT sessions while I'm coaching you too. So it's like, oh, all that kind of goes together. Like, you know, yes, it's marketing for me, but also too, like you get a little, a little bit of that, that, um, that, that, that service as well. So I was like, Absolutely. yeah, it took a second to kind of, for, for that to click. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like, um, definitely lend itself to uh, something positive. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I, I still cannot pull up what you basically said about the in neck. What you, you got it? 
Got it. Pull it uh, up. I'll pull up. I'll pull up the website. Our internet's being weird too. No, so. it's the my post on Facebook. Oh, the Facebook. Yeah, oh, post yeah. on Facebook. As we get this stuff together, right? That's all good. Take a quick break. I'll I'll cut it right in the middle of the episode. No, I'm kidding. They'll be listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Figure this part out. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. But uh. So um so just a little backstory on what prompted that post. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who are listening, I had a discussion. So there was there was a post by a guy, his his name on Facebook is ZDogMD, and he made a video about how EMR or electronic medical records have destroyed healthcare. Mm. And I said, no, I disagree. That the and he talks about how during an evaluation and you're getting the history and you're, the practitioner is just sitting there clacking away on their computer while the person is sitting there and they're like, you're not making eye contact with them. And um, I said, in my head, I said, no, that, that problem's always been there. Just now it's on a computer. And whereas before it was a piece of paper or whatever you write your notes on. Yep. And, um, and my comment when I reposted that video was that, uh, empathy and compassion and active listening and really building a relationship with your client is what has destroyed healthcare. Yeah. So, um, an acquaintance of mine who I believe is a physician assistant shared the same video. And, um, because it was shared from my page, I got some notifications on it and it like showed up in my feed. And I noticed that a physician that this person was friends with commented on it and said um, something to the effect of we should have centralized um, centralized uh, electronic health records so that every facility and every provider knows everybody's medical history, um, basically saying that you can't trust the patient to give them, to give you their full medical history. And so I pretty much said that would never happen because there's too many people that don't want socialized medicine or single payer healthcare and yeah, for sure. all that. So the best thing that you can do is find ways to spend more time with your client. Mm-hmm. And she, she agreed. Mm-hmm. And so she said, yes, absolutely. And I believe she worked in a hospital. Um, so her solution in her situation was to try to hire more people to see these patients. It's like, okay, like that work, that kind of works. Yeah. Um, it becomes obviously it becomes a little bit more of an expense because you're trying to pay more people. And then there's all of these other factors that, um, that tie into that. But all I mentioned was that I, I've been able to create a setting, an environment for myself to see, uh, spend more time with my clients by going cash based. And all of a sudden it became about cash based medicine doesn't work. You can't do it. And it was just, it became just very hostile, not even hostile, but we were like arguing in circles and I was just like, okay, you know what? This is not going anywhere. I, I can tell that you're not happy with your situation. I'm just trying to tell you there are ways that you can change it. Um, so good day to you, you know, left the conversation. Right. Right. Within, and then this person apparently is the type to have the last word. So they said, um, one of their arguments was that, and I quote, everybody needs a doctor, but not everyone needs a physical therapist. And so that statement alone just set me off completely. And I was like, okay, if you have somebody who just wants to move, 
then yes, they should probably have a physical therapist. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> or some kind of professional that's not trying to push drugs on them yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. tell them that they're absolute failures because they got themselves into this situation. Like, nobody needs that. Right. So, um, so the points that I addressed, oops, can you unlock this? The points that I addressed from our conversation in my little rant on Facebook were that this physician apparently doesn't think that PTs know how insurance billing works. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, yeah. do you value, the question that I asked her was if she values herself only based on the time that she spends with her clients or based on the value that she provides to her clients within that time frame. Yep. And so she went on about how, well, if I see a client for just a follow-up visit, it's this code. And if it's critical, it's this code. And I can bill for this. And if it's more complex, then I bill for this code. And so I get paid more and yada, yada. So I was like, okay, clearly you value yourself based on how much you can charge for the time and the information that you give to your patient. Yeah. Fine. Um, another point she said was that she had shadowed PTs in a hospital and saw how they treat. I was like, okay, PTs in hospitals are super important. They get people ready to go home. If it's a longer term, if it's a longer term issue, yes, they spend a really long time. Um, and especially for things like strokes or other neurological things, spinal cord injuries, a lot of those things that require very long rehab periods. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Those PTs spend a ton of time with their clients and they should, they should bill for, for, for that. And she tried to tell me that in my cash-based practice, I couldn't charge somebody with seem, who's seemingly healthy the same as I would charge somebody who's seemingly sick because uh, I would only spend 15 minutes with the healthy person and it would be a much longer visit with the not, health, not healthy person. Hey, and I said, <laughs> Wait, that, I was like, that's incorrect. Yeah. It's, it's my model. I can, I can decide to charge whatever I want because it's not about the time I'm spending with people. Mm -hmm. It's about the value I'm providing them within that time. And uh, she just totally disregarded that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, Another point she brought up was that, um, you know, we talk about spending time asking the right questions, motivational interviewing, really getting to the bottom of what these person's goals are. Yeah. And she said that if somebody, if I ask somebody if they have anything else to tell me and they say no, it's not my job to figure out if they're, whether they're not telling me something because that's a psychotherapist's job. And I was like, in my head, I was like, do you, do you actually like look at people when you're interviewing them? Yeah. <laughs> because you can, you can tell if they're yeah. not telling you something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's about, it's about asking the right questions and making and building that rapport with somebody and having them respect you and feel comfortable with you enough to share these things with them. Because people, a lot of people don't realize how other things going on in their life are actually relevant to how they're feeling. Like there's all that, all the stuff that's coming out with pain science. It's really important and people don't realize it. So um, I was just like, all right, this is just getting worse and worse by every comment that's going back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So a couple more points that she made that I commented on in this Facebook post. Um, she said that 
people, even if I prescribe people physical therapy, they don't go, even if it's covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. So why would they go to you? <laughs> and um, my point was, doesn't mean they don't need it. It just means you did not accurately portray what physical therapy can do for them. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. don't worry, we got it. We can, we can help <laughs> you out with that. Yeah, so, yeah. We, 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 we don't need to sell them on you. You all need, okay, I got you, yeah. And it, it goes back to, you were talking yeah. about that referral source. Sure. Um, like we have, we have referral sources as well. And um, like when those referral sources really understand the level of care that we provide, they relay that to potential people that are gonna refer to us. And it just ma it makes that conversation so much easier because they know what they're expecting. They right. know that they have to put in work. They know that, that they, um, if they need more help putting in that work and they need to see us more because it's better for them for whatever mindset they're in or whatever their situation is, they're gonna need to pay for that time. Right. And so it's, again, it's about building, building that brand. And if you, and I, I don't want to say grooming, but making sure that your referral sources know exactly what you're about. And um, so when it comes to a physician, a general physician, or um, maybe a specialist who like is from the past couple, the past couple decades and physical therapy was still stim and ice. <laughs> like if that's if that's what their view of physical therapy is then yeah duh the, the patient is not going to come to us and they're going to try to find somebody who just does stim and ice and probably not get better but um but having those referral sources who know what you do and know the value of what you do those are the people that you want to um join arms with and then my last point i don't know what kind of doctor this person was but I just said, remember that the success of a lot of your interventions depend on the patient's success in rehab. And that goes for a lot of things, um, yeah. whether it's musculoskeletal, if it's a surgery, um, like if you're coming, if someone's doing like cardiac rehab after, uh, after a cardiac event, like their success after your intervention, whatever it is, it could be medicine, it could be, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Pharmaceutical. Yeah, yeah. It could be surgical. It could be, um, you know, if it's more of a let's check your blood work in a few months type of intervention. Like it's you can send them to us, and we can help all of those things. And a lot of doctors just don't realize that, and they don't realize that we can speak the same language that they do. Yep. And they don't. They don't understand that our level of knowledge is not just musculoskeletal it's not just bones and joints it's not just um it's not just moving a theraband like <laughs> it's not just sticking the stim on or an ice pack or a hot pack yeah. yep. like we, we go through all of the body systems and learning learning about gi system learning about wound care learning learning um just like learning to differentiate. Right. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, we, we've gotten referrals from not that every MD or every orthopedist gets it wrong all the time. Cause you know, I've, we've gotten stuff wrong too, but um, there's all, it's almost like this, the, the whole argument that Rita is talking about with this, this physician is like, 
somebody that's like locked in a cage or like locked on one side of a fence and, and they're telling you like, oh, the side of the fence is so much better. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like we're both behind a fence. So <laughs> um, it's like two dogs like barking at each other behind a fence, which yeah. is which is frustrating because like, yes, there's, there's, I mean, she's handcuffed to the in-network system. Right, right. Uh, and it's hard to function for her outside of the system. So, you know, like, and they were both basically arguing about the same things, like just more efficient, like, just basically building a relationship with your client, but she doesn't have the time to do that because she doesn't feel like she can provide that value because she has to bill for her time. You have to bill for that and then move on to the next person and bill for yeah. that. And bill to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so the what was funny is like, you know, with a lot of these, with a lot of in-network providers, like they just don't have the time to provide that quality even though they mean well. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we were talking about, Rita and I were talking about this this morning, um, when we were walking our dog, the, it's just, it's, fru it's frustrating because we want to deliver efficient healthcare, but <laughs> when you're stuck in a system that only reimburses so much, you can't, you can only do so much to make X amount of money in order to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like a sacrifice. You have to sacrifice something. So yeah. for us, uh, not that there's nothing wrong with in-network healthcare. I think there's, an appropriate there's appropriate an appropriate venue um, because there's uh, there's people like uh, Zach Gabor, Simple Strength Physio, yeah. oh, yeah. who's doing that up in Boston with an in-network population. Yep. So clearly able to be done. Uh, the culture needs to change, and the this perception of healthcare and what we're delivering, and like just like Rena said with that whole Z Dog video, like. It's not EMR that broke the system. The system was already broken in the first place. It was just working on electronic medical stuff. Like yeah, yeah. We're, not training, we're not training healthcare providers to be better people in order to deliver better healthcare. We're just trying to make things more efficient so that we can just bill more money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> more things and make more money. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with money, mm -hmm. again, but we're, set, we're focused on numbers and we're focused on quotas and we're focused on just getting people out the door in an in-network setting uh, to make more money. Uh, so yeah, they, where our priorities lie for sure. No, I mean, for sure. Like just going through school and I think my school is pretty progressive, but just kind of still that, that thought process of like in-network, you know, going out, being able to, you know, basically build for your time, build for your units. Like that's what a lot of companies see us for. Like they don't care you know, what our names are, they like, you know, uh, employee dash, 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 one X, right? And these are different, or she's different than dash, dash, one Y. So it's just like, you know, as long as we can build on the unit, we'll pay you these measly, however much money, you know, set the market, you know, we need to set that market up higher, by the way. But, you know, so whatever, whatever the market is set at, we'll pay you that. We know that you're a hundred, 150, a hundred and $200,000 in debt. So you have to take this job. Your, your, your mentors or the people that you shadow are all in network, so you're afraid to go outside of network. You don't know any better. <laughs> and then if you don't want to do what we do, you just sit at home and you know, basically, basically pay your loans back or buy a house or whatever. Mm -hmm. So no, it's, it all kind of goes hand in hand. It all kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. It's crazy. And, and, yeah. and even with our profession. So yeah, I just want to make a quick note about the whole cycles, like the, what, what do you say, like a, uh, a psychologist is basically what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, she's saying uh, basically that to yeah. to dig deeper yeah. is yeah. a psychotherapist's job yeah. And, yeah. Not, and not our job. Yeah, here. <laughs> here, watch this. 
okay, so I asked this patient a bunch of stuff. So I said, how is the other situation going? How are the stress levels, the sleep and the nutrition? Stress is down. I can only control what I can. I'm sleeping better and nutrition is always a work in progress. I'm a foodie. Okay. What is our job again? <laughs> what is our job again, right? So it's crazy. It's crazy how that goes. Yeah, we could talk yeah, about it, that, that whole, yeah, being able to be, I mean, isn't that the point of being a healthcare provider is to be able to differentially diagnose what's going on in the, right. with, his, with his client? Because, you know, how many clients have you seen or we've, have we seen that like uh, their discomfort or their pain is not, is not coming from the musculoskeletal system. Yep. It's coming from, oh, well, this person is working 80 to 100 hours a week behind a desk is super stressed out because they have X, Y, Z, like a billion deadlines. And then when they go on vacation, all of a sudden their discomfort goes away. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's because your job sucks. Or yep. maybe because you can't manage your stress. Yeah. And all of a sudden when we, think, when we figure, when we help them get over that obstacle, they're like, oh, my discomfort's like minimal. Minimal. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I feel great. And you're like, well, yeah, well, all we needed to do is talk for 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. Um, and so the, there's, and it's not just something that can just be done out of network or even out of pocket, just taking, or, um, taking that time to understand what's going on with your client and their, and their mental processes and like tracking those trends. And like, if you, if, and if you can track those trends and give them some sort of measurable to compare against, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you're right. I slept three hours a night for the past three weeks and my discomfort has been this. But when I got one night of like eight hours of sleep, I felt great. Like get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All like, that is a proper standard procedure. At like, Hey, you know, how is your nutrition? How is your sleep? You know, what are your stress levels? What kind of job do you have? Are you a CEO? Are yeah. you the, the male room person? All, you know, all that comes with a level of stress. This particular client came in and, you know, she was, so, you know, her, she had increasing symptoms, go figure, but she also had increasing stress levels. Right. So, you know, people talk all this stuff about modalities and you gotta wear the belong where it don't. Hey, we did an awesome thing with modality. Later down, we did some some massage, some soft tissue mobilizations right there. Said good to go. And as soon as she kind of got all that out, right, took about 15 minutes. I rubbed the shoulder for a while. Uh, go figure, I didn't do that much. Did I, did I do soft friction? Did I do this? Did I do pseudo? I have no idea. I put up a little <laughs> The little edge tool, did some stuff there. Felt better after she got all that stuff off her stress. Probably nothing to do with what I did during that time, but her shoulders felt better. Boom, we got up and did exercises. <laughs> and, here, and here I am three days later asking about it. So <sighs> we, we can keep going on and on about this. Yeah, yeah we, we could. <laughs> we, we can do more. And like, you know, if people don't take anything from this, this podcast, I hope they take a lot, is that, you know, it's up to us, regardless if you're five years out or know a, a new grad like me to, to to really deliver that value regardless of your in network or out of network like you've been saying the whole time like yeah. So yeah he did an amazing job at you know doing doing uh providing service and taught me a bunch of stuff taught me how to really communicate myself to patients and we're i mean we were as in network as you can get so it's like you know i do we see 20 patients no but i chose a clinical where you know i could have the right amount of volume basically to get my skills up, but also learn those, those soft skills, learn that biopsychosocial model. And again, it's up as a therapist to say, we're, we're more than just te technicians like you always were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Awesome.
Awesome job. So in closing, because like I said, we can talk about this for another two, <laughs> two hours. I understand that you've got, got stuff to, to go do. In closing, uh, what, what are some things that you'll like want to tell the new grads or to, you know, current PTs that are around the same year that you all are? Sorry for the train going off in the background. Um, uh, or like, P, you know, PTs that have been doing this for a while that just like, where do I go in my career? Like exactly where do I want to, to do with this? What, what, what is some advice that you all would give? to them? I would say that you, you can honestly make it whatever you want. Mm -hmm. We, we get out of school and we're, we're, we're only shown certain, certain environments. And unless you took the time to observe in a lot of different ones before you got into school, there are so many paths that you can take with your career and they don't all have to be clinical. There's yep. actually a woman, Meredith Caston. She has a blog. Uh, I think her her company and blog is called the Non Clinical PT, yeah. and it's just about careers, non clinical PT careers. And yeah. like we, Erwin and I knew that in some capacity we wanted to be involved with athletes, and we paved our way in order to get there. We we reached out to people we wanted to work with, obviously the CrossFit gyms, but also actual teams that we wanted to work with so that we could be involved with athletes as a team and not just individuals coming in to see us. But being on the sideline for games um, was something that I've always wanted to do. I kind of joke around because I always wanted to be, oh, well, I guess it could still happen. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not setting any boundaries, but I wanted to be um, the first, fe I think the first female physical therapist for the New York Giants. And um, I'm not closing my door on it, but <laughs> it's, um, but, you know, wanting to do sideline coverage and, and covering really heavy contact sports is something that I really wanted to do. And I just remember my mother saying when I told her that was my, one of my professional goals, she's like, well, you're only going to work with women's sports, right? Because the, the men are going to be too big for you. And I was like, no, none of them are ever get there. Nobody is going to be um, too much for me, no matter what path I choose, because I'm the one who's chosen that path. So, yeah, uh, pave your own way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have this conversation with a lot of new grads and even a lot of physical therapists that are like that are finding themselves burnt out. There are so many opportunities in the physical and I have this conversation with potential PT school applicants where they're like, well, I see what you do there has to be more than just working in a clinic and you know there you can be a consultant for teams you can be mm -hmm. a consultant for an office you could um you could turn anything that's physical physical therapy related and turn it into uh any sort of income stream uh shante coldfield shante maestro yeah shante coldfield works for rock tape and treats like one day a week and there's she, somebody that um who went completely through pg school didn't take his license now he does like the digital marketing thing for healthcare professionals yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> there's i forgot his name uh he just friended me on facebook but there's a guy that's a physio and he makes pt meme t-shirts like yeah, oh my boy Al, uh, andrew train yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he just wanted me like yeah dude, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like, yeah, if you yeah. love making t-shirts and you can sell a bunch of t-shirts, go do that. Like, yeah. if you want to make, like, so for us, like, I enjoy the branding side. So I, like I said earlier, like, we're, we're putting together basically a platform for physical therapists, new grads, or even experienced PTs to put together their own brand, 
like whatever that means for them. So for us, like we basically walk these, these healthcare professionals through the process that we did to build match fit performance. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, if you want to put, you know, take, make up a logo and, you know, make it look super cool and slap it on things like <laughs> great and sell and sell it. Uh, it's, there's, there's so much that we can do. Um, not just clinically and we don't have to be handcuffed to that, but, um, oh shoot, I forgot what I wanted to say, what my piece of advice was. Oh, sorry. Um, it's okay. No. Take it away from you. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, being, not being, oh, so yeah, advice for like new grads, uh, other PTs. Uh, one, you're never going to feel 100% ready to jump off and start your own practice. So if you feel 70%, if you feel 80% confident, like treating clients on your own, and you feel, and you, at, at base level, if you're safe, if you're respectful, and you treat the client with, res with respect, uh, you're not doing anything wrong by the clients. And if you are, if you have like the legal stuff all set and done, there's no reason that you can't start your own practice and at least start by seeing one person, one person a week. Two right. people. Um, piece number two was uh, it was mm, ask. So always like don't ever be afraid to reach out to people that are doing the things that you are interested in doing or are doing uh, you know yeah basically if you're interested if you know. <laughs> I like am all over the place. This caffeine is like hitting me super hard. Uh, I don't drink coffee a lot. So um, yeah, and don't ever be afraid to ask anybody for anything that you might need. Uh, you'll, find, you'll find that as a physical therapist, most of us are really super nice and we're always afraid to ask for things. Um, so the reason we got connected with two of the sports teams that we work with, so we work with a professional ultimate Frisbee team, uh, the New York Empire, and we work with an amateur rugby club uh, here in New York City, uh, and they're awesome. They're, they're an all-inclusive rugby club in New York City, so they primarily, it's LGBTQ uh, men, um, and they're the Gotham Knights, and the reason we got I got connected with the New York Empire was because I put up a post on Facebook because I needed to fulfill hours for the SDS. Yeah. I, Put up a post and I was like, hey, does anybody have any connections to any teams? Please DM me. And this kid, this kid, uh, a friend that I had played Ultimate Frisbee with in high school and in college a little bit with uh, reached out and he's like, oh, I know a player on the New York Empire. I can connect you with him. That turned into that we've been with the Empire for the past three seasons. Wow. Uh, I was playing pickup soccer. Uh, you know, here in the city, and there was a rugby club practicing. I needed to do 50 hours of full, full contact, contact sports coverage. So I walked up and I said, hey, do you guys need a physio? And they're like, no, we don't, but we know a team that does reach out to this team. And so we reached out to the team. We've been with them for the past three seasons. Yeah. So, like, uh, whether or not it's like you have something, you have a need, or um, you have, you have a, a career or a professional or an educational need, if there's somebody that's doing something that you really enjoy, like um, I've asked Shantae for advice like multiple times. I reached out to I reached out to Chris Johnson uh, via Twitter and asked him for like professional advice, and he gladly obliged. He's like, I normally charge people, but this is what I you know this is what I would do. Right. So people are always willing to help, 
and they're always willing to be awesome. So, and like on that note, like we're all, if, if people have any questions about us, our practice, like where we got, where we are, we're always open. Like you can always DM us and stuff. Yep. So yeah, uh, I think those are the, my favorite two pieces of advice for new grads, PTs. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate both of you all for, for coming on. And, and if anyone want to, uh, are interested in like rebranding or just branding themselves, definitely reach out to match fit performance. Uh, that team is awesome. I think, I think that you all do a great job branding so much so that I was just like, wait a minute, there's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, what do we like? Like, what topic do I hit on? Not like, forget it. We'll basically just go after it. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll basically just go after it. And then, you know, these are the best conversations we talked about. Yeah, literally everything here. Yeah, funny side story before you stop <laughs> recording. Nope, we, ahead, actually had, we actually had our first uh, a first potential client that had reached out to us that declined to work that declined working with us because we were too sports specific for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we were like, oh, they were like the the exact verbatim reply was what that they were looking for something a little more general. Yeah opposed to sports specific and they it wasn't even it wasn't even sports specific they they specific they thought we only worked with the elite elite yeah not just like someone who recreationally wants to play a sport yeah move your body you're right i i I emailed him back and i said it's i mean most of our yes we work with these very high level athletes but most of our clients are like you and he said oh no no it's it's okay i really appreciate it but i'm just i'm gonna find something more general and i said okay is it okay if i check in with you in a month to see yeah 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 that's exactly big thing big big guideline is always ask for permission yeah uh or well that could go both ways so ask for permission if you're gonna you know email people a lot or like check in with them but on the flip side of that, it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. All I ask is like, someone's like, oh, no, no, I don't want to work with you. Okay, do you mind if I call you back in a week or two just to check up on you on a month like that lady for the referral? Like, okay, just, just to make sure you're okay, but you're right. Like, it's always easy to ask. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you, but yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, because, because I think that you'll be a good match. But, you know, those people that obviously, like, you know, that gentleman right there, like, like who knows, right? But, you know, again, the people that I've referred out so far, at least in this early career, like, okay, yeah, I can see where they may not have been, you know, the ideal client. And, you know, I'm saying that you all, like, recreational athletes, like, who cares if I work, you know, um, I mean. You're a Giants fan. I am a Cowboys fan. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I know. I know. There's that. Who knows if they'll ever call me? Like, you won't come up. Yeah, I would definitely happily take that job. But, you know, like, again, record <laughs> where is a, is a where my passion lies. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, again, thank you all for coming on. Um, I can, um, you know, I can thank you all a thousand times. The knowledge bomb that you all uh, basically dropped on here. And again, if anyone is looking at branding themselves or have any questions about, you know, what, you know, the MatchFit team does, uh, please reach out to them. Um, I'll have all that info in the show notes. So, uh, again, thank you for, for coming on to the, the show. Thanks for having us so Thank much. You. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones. It would mean the world to me if you were to hand over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and just leave me a review or a like or a follow or a subscribe, any of those things to help push the podcast forward. Share it out to a friend or two, right? 
all this will help me to not only be able to deliver the best content, but help get this knowledge out there more and more. And it allows me to do more of these podcasts, right? The more people we have listening, the more we can kind of spread it out there too. So again, uh, please like, follow, share um, the podcast, and I appreciate that in advance. Thank you.